Today is Earth Day. Gloom and doom surrounds a lot of today's conversations around climate change and our environment, but it doesn't have to be that way. There are easy and intuitive ways to go green that won't break the bank. It's just a matter of getting creative. I'm talking to Joe Sandberg, the co-founder of Aspiration, a banking and investment company that only lends to sustainable companies. Joe, thanks for chatting with me. Thanks for having me. So can you talk a little bit about how people can be eco-friendly without having to spend money and where you kind of come in with that? You bet. There's so many things we do every single day that are opportunities to influence positively the environment. One big way is all together as consumers every day, we spend $36 billion buying life's basic necessities like toothbrushes or toothpaste or shampoo. And imagine if you make little changes to your choices and go to, to stores that treat the environment better, that are more energy efficient. So that'd be the first thing I'd recommend is that within the practical choices you make every single day, put in time to choose stores that take more effort to treating the environment well. The second thing is we can't escape the reality that saving the environment and ensuring our planet is inhabitable for future generations requires political action. And so when you vote, think about which elected officials are going to be most true to the values of ensuring our planet is inhabitable in the future. And then the third thing is organize. You know, each one of us individually has limited ability to change the future, but all of us together, I think there's no stopping us. All great social movements have come from people organizing around common interests and common cause. And so in your community, start connecting with others who share your passion about making sure the planet is inhabitable in future generations. Start clubs, join local environmental organizations, and create community around this shared cause that we have to make sure the environment is inhabitable in the future. And can you speak a little bit to the Green New Deal and legislation that might help move this idea and this activism forward? You bet. At every big moment in the history of America, when we faced an almost insurmountable challenge, with government coordination, we harnessed the private sector, our power as citizens, and public policy to make sure that no stone was left unturned to address the challenge at hand. So the challenge at hand we have right now is that we have a climate crisis, and the scientists tell us that we only have 12 years to reverse the behaviors of humans that are causing the climate crisis. And it's going to require organization of government, business, and each of us as consumers and voters on an unprecedented scale. And that coordination is what's called the Green New Deal. It's not just about a different approach to public policy. It's about a different approach that we as individuals take to how we consume. It's about a different approach that entrepreneurs take to the kinds of businesses that they build. And the best part about it is the Green New Deal totally debunks this false choice that we've been facing, that we have to choose between what's good for the planet and what's good for the economy. We've faced that false choice, and what we've been left with, actually, is a climate crisis and an economy where most people are working multiple jobs, and they still can't afford life's basic needs. The truth is that What's best for the environment is also best for the economy and vice versa. The Green New Deal would be the kind of growth engine we've been lacking for the last couple of decades. 
that would involve so many new and high-paying jobs to change the infrastructure of our country so that it's carbon neutral, right? And so the concluding thought I believe is that we have to reject this false choice that's confronted us that we have to choose between the economy and the environment. The reality is what's great for the environment actually is rocket fuel for the economy and vice versa. And so how does income inequality play into this? Well, income inequality is the byproduct of a broken system that is afflicted with all kinds of terrible prejudices. Prejudices around gender, prejudices around race, prejudices around whether or not you inherited money from your father. And so to make the Green New Deal all it can be, we're going to prioritize communities that have been most victimized by the current broken economic system. And we're going to focus on the communities that are going to be, frankly, most disrupted by moving away from a carbon-intensive economy. And so this Green New Deal is an opportunity not just to reorient the economy to a carbon-neutral approach, but also to invest and rectify a lot of the structural injustices that have left so many people on the outside looking in from biases that should have never existed in the first place around gender and race in particular. And so there's a lot of doom and gloom today just talking about climate change and needing to make a difference quickly before it's too late. What are your kind of inspirational words for people who want to make a difference, who don't want to feel depressed by it, and who can also empower other people to kind of change the way they live their lives? Well, there's two reasons to be really optimistic. The first reason is that we didn't get to this place from forces outside of our control that came here from outer space. We got to this place because of a long series of really bad choices that we made and we allowed our policymakers to make. But what that means is that if we make different kinds of choices, we can create a different kind of future, that we have agency over the kind of country we live in and create. The second source of inspiration is something that I think often about, which is this line from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech called Unfulfilled Dreams that he gave on March 3rd of 1968. Now, in that speech, he said, one of the great agonies of life is we are constantly trying to finish that which is unfinishable. We are commanded to do that. And I think we have lost that spirit in the last couple of decades. We've not even tried so many things because we've wondered if we can finish it. But the magic of the advances of justice over the last centuries and frankly millennia is what comes when we try to finish something that might seem unfinishable. And so think about those words of Dr. King when it comes to the climate crisis. We are commanded to try to finish that which may seem unfinishable. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you like listening to us, please head over to iTunes, give us a review, and let us know what you think. I'm Alexis Benvenisti. You can follow me on Twitter at APBenven, and you can get all of your latest TikTok updates 24-7 on Twitter.